This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 70, with your host, Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. We don't have to repeat it. We just heard it. But it is fantastic. It's great. Who came up with that? That's Tina. That's Tina Turner. Well, yeah, I was going to give you some credit because you decided that that would be the introduction for every podcast we've done. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's not true. I went back and was listening to number one today. And number one and number two, I don't think that's the intro. Oh, man. Number one must be pretty rough. Actually, number one is... Yeah, we don't talk that much about comics. We talk about people <laughs> getting hypothermia and going to the hospital and and uh, the first time we met, you know. Oh. I'll have to go back and listen to that. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to waste your time. Uh... <laughs> so, Jared, what's going on, man? Dude, what's not going on? I don't, I don't know. What do you yeah. mean? Uh, we went to the zoo yesterday. Hey, that's fantastic. Did you see any cool. nifty animals? No, it was so hot outside. All the animals were, like, exhausted. So they just didn't move or they laid down up against fans. And we were really hot, so we didn't hang out too long. What zoo? The Cincinnati Zoo? The Columbus Zoo with Jack Hanna. I didn't know that the Columbus had a zoo. <laughs> Yes, the Columbus has a zoo. The Columbus has a zoo. It does. Do you guys have zoos in Louisiana? Oh, yeah, man. We got the Audubon Zoo, which is probably the best one I've ever been to. Hmm. Do you have cold animals there? You like penguins? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's sure. what Jennifer was kind of concerned about, because the polar bear was just out. But he was super hot, so he just didn't move he just sat there in the water looking at us like help me what's the temperature up there it was 90 it was so hot yeah it was like 95 today it was just ridiculous so we were just sweating our heads off and the animals were hot and they didn't want to do anything and we didn't want to do anything so we didn't stay too long now let me ask you do you have like central air up there or no in our home yes or at the zoo at the zoo uh, at the zoo, it was all outside, so they just have wind. So but they're not com- they're not combating global warming by having central air blowing out into the. Well, I mean, I took some extra bottles of hairspray and just sprayed them nonchalantly throughout the park. So you're not combating global warming at all. <laughs> you're actually hurting the planet. Yeah, I do what I can. <laughs> what you can is counterproductive. <laughs> yeah, we have central air here. Okay, do you have it in your cars? Like air conditioning? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, because there's I I thought that some cars maybe that that might be like a time from back when way back in the day. I mean, we have like windshield wipers and turn signals. And... You know what? Let's talk about something else. <laughs> what do you have air conditioning in your car? I think that you need to bring up just more about the zoo. 
literally that was mostly it. Okay. It was so hot. We we stayed for a couple hours and then went shopping. I'm sorry. Do you not know that it was going to be hot? Like, why did you say, you know what? Let's go to the zoo. Well, Jennifer's work took – it was for Jennifer's work. Like, they paid for the staff and all the foster kids to go to the zoo. So it was free. Okay. And Jennifer was being paid to be there. Oh, so it was more than free. Well, it was work. I mean, she had to <laughs> – see the families and you know it was the old j-o-b yeah yeah and it was hot sure <laughs> we went shopping afterwards and i bought toys and she bought clothes and then we went to red robin and it was good what is red robin y'all don't have red robin you know when you say y'all it doesn't really ring true you all do not have a red robin location <laughs> No, I've never heard of it. Really? Red yeah. Robin, yum. That's no, I still haven't heard of it. That's the commercial. Oh, it's so good. It's it got voted like best burger of the year for the past four years. They've got um, a Red Robin Royal Burger where they have a, an egg on your burger and with bacon. It's so good. That sounds gross, but. We have a Mugshots burger, which has that kind of stuff, all different kinds of burgers, but they're not that good either. They have, Their fries are fantastic. Well, what's their theme song? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, Mugshot Burgers. It's the shots! Yeah. Shots! 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 <laughs> do you know that? You probably don't know that song, do you? No! Because you don't know any song ever. Wait, okay, all right. Let me ask you this. Okay, when I ask you, what is your favorite 90s song, Go, and you come, what did you come back with? Uh, Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Please hum a few bars, because I've never heard of this. I'm not going to do that on the show. Everyone that's listening to this knows that song but you. No, no, no. It's called Hold On by Wilson Phillips? Hold On is the name of the song. Okay. The band is named Wilson Phillips. Give me some lyrics. Someday somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Till then, baby, are you going to let them hold you down and make you cry? That's a 90s song. Yeah, and then I said Love Shack. You didn't know Love Shack? Wait, is that that one, that annoying one where they're like, Love Shack? Keep going. Make sure you've got the right this song. This is the Love Shack? I don't know what the, I don't know what the don't next know. is. And, and you don't know Everybody Dance Now? Oh, wait, no, I do know that one. Isn't well, that I've by said both of those? Who is who is that by? C CNC Music Factory. No, I do know that one. Yeah, I do know that one. So that's I was doing the right thing. You said '90s favorite '90s song, go, and I gave you three huge worldwide hits. You know, we must have not listened to the same type of music in the '90s. Well, then that's why I said Carmen. <laughs> Because I was like, I remember my friend Andrew used to listen to Carmen when he was little, so maybe that's what Andy listened to. <laughs> no, but I'm thinking, didn't I tell you like Bittersweet Symphony by the Verve and uh, like Verb Pipe and Goo Goo Dolls and uh, yeah. Stained? Yeah, yeah, those were those were more alternative. Those weren't pop songs. Oh, so those... you just assumed that I was talking about pop music? Well, pop is short for popular. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about popular things. 
Well, what's going on with you? I told you about my zoo excursion. Is everybody at your house healed yet? No, they're still a little bit under the weather. Um, I've been sucking on the zinc coldies stuff for days now, trying to fight it off. Um, let's see, what else is new? We have decided that our air conditioner that we just got installed is probably not working correctly. <laughs> so they're going to come check it out tomorrow and hopefully they'll say, oh, I know what the problem is instead of like, no, it's a brand new system. It just doesn't work that well. So, <laughs> um, you know, we set it to 76, which is I, be- I believe is not an unreasonable temperature. Um, okay. But it it just goes down to 78. It never really quite gets down to 76. Hmm. So therefore, it's running all the time. I gotcha. Yeah, so that can't be good. No, and and your bill will reflect that. Well, see, my bill would reflect that, but we got solar panels. So mm. now there's no way to say, look, my bill is so high because this thing is running all the time. Here's proof. Because now they're going to look at the bill and be like, well, I don't know. I gotcha. So I shot myself in the foot by getting solar panels. No, I was actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to talk to you about that. Okay, lay, lay it on me. What are you talking so, about? With the Ebola virus taking over, can <laughs> we come live at your house? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, okay? You should know a few things first. Okay. Okay, first of all, the Ebola virus hasn't even reached epidemic proportions, right? Because only a thousand people have died, and more people die of the flu every year than that. And it's a thousand people have died since March, right? Um, I'm not sure of the timeline. Okay, all right. So, you know, that is a major concern, but right now it's not nearly as bad as the panic of the swine flu of 2010. I remember that. Right. Yeah, and we all died from that. So, um, another thing, the guy that brought got brought back to the Atlanta airport, you know, the doctor who worked for Samaritan's Purse. Yeah. He got out of the ambulance by himself, so I don't know how badly he's infected either. You would think if the guy was about to die, they would take, they would help him on the stretcher and pull him out and deliver him, but he actually climbed out of the ambulance himself. Gotcha. So, anyway, thirdly, did you know that with a photovoltaic system with no battery backups, that when the electricity goes out, you still don't have electricity? The solar panels do nothing? What? Yeah. What's, what? what? Uh. That's what, that was my reaction. That was my reaction. When I found that out, I had already signed the contract, and I was like, what? For real? Yeah, so it's actually, because, and they do that as a safety thing, because if it's putting juice back on the lines and, and workers are working on the lines, they'll get zapped. Hmm. Hmm. So, anyway, it's going to help my bill, but it's not going to keep the power on when everybody else, the power goes out. I just thought that if you living off the grid, we were going to be good to go. I'm not living off the grid. Well, almost. I mean, Step one, get off Facebook. Mm. Almost there, buddy. Yeah, almost. <laughs> there are very few pictures of you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. So I, I like it. You. What'd you say? 
I said, but there are a few. Right. Actually, I went down super far down on our Facebook page all the way back to 2011, and there was one, and I took it off. <laughs> it was, who would this guy play in a Marvel movie? And I had a picture of my face. Goodness, I don't even remember. Yeah. What, was uh, the, what did they pick? Oh, you know, like Captain America, Iron Fist, Peter Parker, you know. They didn't pick Amadeus Cho? No. <laughs> no, and they didn't put, pick Hercules either, so. Okay. You know, no, I was scrolling through some posts today, and like half of them are gone. What are you talking about? Why? I don't know. Even just posts from um, last month, they're just not there anymore. That's Facebook for you changing things up all over i just deleted that one picture of me well there are other pictures of you out there no there's not oh there are nonsense i've got them (laughs) i've I've got them so uh that's kind of what's going on with me um nothing much it's been slow i mean saw guardians of the galaxy of course i mean who hasn't for apparently i mean 94.3 million dollars um actually i saw it before you how did you do this how amazing is that i went to a seven o'clock showing on thursday so you didn't then why there's a time difference what time did you see it eight o'clock my time so we saw it at the exact same time we did we were basically holding hands across states. Mm, I think that was Popcorn and Jennifer. Uh, Jackie wouldn't see it with me, so there's, it's really tough to tell. You know, Jennifer was really, really, really skeptical about it. Like, more so than any movie, Marvel movie. And she left saying it was one of the best. What? Because it was a movie about a talking raccoon and a tree. She's like... And after coming right off of, you know, seeing Captain America 2, she's like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. She, she doesn't know the characters, you know? Sure. And so Jackie would probably like it. I don't think that you know my wife. Well, I was just, as that came out, I was getting ready to say, Jackie is <laughs> is super probably not going to like it. <laughs> she's Jackie's very serious. Uh, I mean, she's very cheerful, but yeah, I can see how you could say she's serious. Oh, yeah, I didn't say she wasn't cheerful. She's not, like, brooding and angry. She's not, like, a superhero angry brooding Batman. <laughs> right. But I can remember many a times trying to get jokes through to her and her just looking at me like, ugh. <laughs> when is this? Be serious. <laughs> when was this? What? what? When was this? Oh, in at school when we were in... Um, our education group together. Are you going to, uh, what is it called? The reunion or homecoming? No. Okay. No. Are you going next year? Uh, I went to our five year. Huh. Are you going? No. Cause I don't know anybody from the 2004 graduating class. I, I walked in 2004, but I don't know any of those people. <laughs> well, what about Jackie? Well, she might go... No, she's not going without me. Uh, <laughs> we might go next year. I was trying to talk her into going next year because that's really our class, right? Isn't everybody a 2005 grad? Well, yeah, but I thought you were a class ahead of me. I guess you were. You just said that. 
No, no, not. I just graduated early. I wasn't a class ahead. Oh, I thought you were a class ahead. No, uh, I, I my freshman year was two thousand one. Are you just super smart? I can take tests, and I <laughs> clept a lot. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was fantastic. And then I talked my professors into giving me my last semester at home. So that helped out too. And then I I even talked one of my professors into letting me reuse my final project for another class for his class. How does that happen? I don't know. I asked him. And then I went down to the registrar and I said, hey, I took probability and statistics can that count for data analysis even though one is a math major and the other one is a social science major and she said as long as you can get somebody to sign off on it and so i did (laughs) and so that was another class i didn't have to take go for no right absolutely that's what one thing i learned from this cool guy i know with awesome hair no you knew it way before me you must be talking about the collector Oh man. Okay, this this is the comic book podcast, Marvel 616 Politics. You can email us at marvel616politics.com at gmail.com. You can visit our website marvel616politics.com. Why not go ahead and go just type a little bit more and go to the forums, marvel616politics.com/forumpress. Join the conversation. Hashtag join the conversation. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's more that's more hip, right? It's going to trend. And then it's going to trend. And then on Twitter, at 616politics. You can also look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can look us up on Instagram with the username of marvel616politics. You can look us up on YouTube, youtube.com slash user slash marvel616politics. No spaces. I think is am I supposed to say something now? I can't remember. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Is there another format that we're out there on? Go on iTunes. Oh, give us a call. Yeah, right, yeah. That's what it was. You can call us. We've got a couple voicemails tonight. Give us a call 616-755-TINA. Leave us a message, ask us a question, do an impression, whatever you want. We'll we'll play it if it's clean. Right, and we, we yeah we actually have a three tonight, and uh, which is fantastic. I'm I'm blown away, and and one of them, I'm not sure if it's a prank or what. <laughs> but look, hey, go to iTunes, find our feed, right? Just yep. type in M6P, and then leave us a rating. It has to be five stars, but the comments can be anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So leave us a five-star rating. That'll that'll get more people. It'll show up on more people's radar. That really helps us out. And uh, then you can say, you know what? They really don't deserve five stars, but I'm a sucker. So I put it. Or whatever. And where do they do this again? On, on the iTunes store. When you okay. go to the iTunes store, you can search. And then you know, as long as you're logged in, you can leave a rating and a comment and a gotcha. review. Gotcha. You don't know this? I was saying it again so everybody could hear. Oh, oh, my mistake. <laughs> uh, should we go ahead and play our voicemail? Go for it. Hi, my name's Rebecca, and I'm calling from the American Lung Association. Um, a little over a month ago, I had 
submitted a sponsorship request through email for our upcoming On the Escape Bike Track event taking place at the end of September. I was just looking to get some status on that donation, whether you will be donating or not. So if you could just give us a call as soon as possible, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Well, I think that was a wrong number. I feel bad for Rebecca because I don't think she got her donation. I mean, I could call her back and say, hey, if you want to donate to us, we'll donate to you. If if we knew somebody that could do like a really good Stan Lee impression, we could have them call her back and say, this is Stan Lee and we want to give you a bunch of money or something. You know, I can do a really good Stan Lee impression. Oh. I can do a really good uh, Magneto impression. I don't know if you recall when we when we kind of did some role play. Yeah, but I think that took our rating down on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just actually on the iTunes thing reading one of the <laughs> the reviews that somebody wrote. <laughs> and one of them's not too happy, are they? I know. <laughs> they still gave us three stars. It's like, listen, they stink. They don't like people. Three stars. It was. It'd be way I, better if they actually talked about comics. Yeah. Three stars. One of the quotes is, Judgmental crap and 40 plus minutes of boring off talk banner aside, it's an all right show. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this so much. It's okay. Honestly, after three episodes, I just can't take the host's crap. <laughs> is that what the. Is that, somebody else put that? It's the same guy. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> or I girl, I, think... I don't want to offend anybody with my judgmental crap. <laughs> hey, if people are listening from last episode, then we got them for good. <laughs> if they're if they're still listening after what we talked about last time, uh, th- we're set. Well, I I just hope Rebecca's listening and hears this. She probably is. I mean, who doesn't listen to this podcast? Props to my girl Becca. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got another voicemail. Let's listen to this thing. Hey there, body politic. I hope each and every one of you has been remembering to keep up with all the amazing articles that feature on the Marvel 616 Politics website. You haven't? Well, don't delay. As soon as this podcast is over, get on over there and catch up with the ruminations and rumblings put out by Jared, Darren, Kevin, and, of course, me, John Dermeen, your favorite. And a special thank you to Jared and Darren for their rousing rendition of the birthday song in honor of yours truly today. I know that can only be the singular reason that uh, that they chose to produce another podcast this evening. A happy day, one and all, and stay true to the Marvel 616. Thank you. Okay, well, um, two things really stick out in my mind about that one. All right. Okay, number one. It's basically an in-house commercial to go to our website and check out the articles, Um, which I'm sure every listener actually does, right? Yes. Okay. And secondly, I feel like there's someone missing. Someone. Someone who wasn't named. Hmm. Who could it be? See, he said Jared. Jared, check. Yeah. He said Darren. Darren, who isn't on the podcast. Right, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Said Kevin. Kevin, yeah, yeah. Also not on the podcast, but does write amazing articles. I Did you just turn into an old woman? 
I said, amazing article. Oh, my gallbladder. <laughs> Never mind. He didn't forget anybody. <laughs> Scott, that's who. Uh, he forgot you. <laughs> oh, me. Yes, me. Well, that's a shame. Whatever. That's fine. That's uh, actually, I got an email from Darren after the last podcast. <laughs> and this... He said, hey, great show. Um, In the show notes, they're not supposed to call Michael. My name is Darren. <laughs> For all your website needs, call Michael at Darren Web Solutions. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. 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 There's just there's not a cohesiveness with the Marvel 616 politics. Yeah, we're all over the place. So Jared does everything. Sure. But like my hand is just kind of in every part of it. But uh, Andy, Andy's, you know, his main focus is the podcast itself. That's kind of his main meat and potatoes. And Darren's meat and potatoes is running the website and more of the social networking part. And then I kind of work with Andy on the podcast and work with Darren on the Facebook and social networking and the website so i can can is the glue that holds this together did you just say i got old no no i said jared is the glue that holds this together okay good yeah so so i can see where people might be discombobulated about it's it's very it's uh it's a detailed uh it's very complicated but because john wanted to hear me you know darren and and myself sing happy birthday and darren's not on the podcast we're not going to be able to oblige no i'm sorry no but happy birthday yeah happy birthday if you would have asked for andy totally would have sang it yeah if you had asked for stan lee i could have done it too i we probably would have even sent john like you know a 20 dollar gift certificate or something we're free comics he didn't. He asked for Darren and Jared, and Darren just doesn't do the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Sorry, sad. John Derman. Well, I mean, John, if he had listened, he would know. So basically, he's never gonna hear this. So he's not gonna be disappointed. Oh, I, I told him if he wants to to hear a response to his voicemail, he's gonna have to listen to the episode. Oh, that's fine. He's, he's a good and, kid too. He yeah. writes amazing articles. Tell me about it, right? He does. And then him and McVicker, they did an article together too. It was like the first crossover of the Marvel 616 politics. That's that's amazing. We have crossovers. Cool. We have small story arcs. We should, you know what? We should have a section for fan fiction. That's what we should do. You know what we should have a section for? Fan fiction? Our sponsors. Oh, our sponsors. What do you, Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Discount Comic Book Service? DCBService.com. Get all your pre-orders. Get all your trades there. You can get them for 40% off. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you get them? Yeah. Come on. Do it. Uh, they're great. I love it. I get every Friday, I get a package in the mail, and uh, every Friday, my hands go to my mouth, and I'm all excited, and my fingers wiggle, and I'm like, oh, the package is here and i cut it open and i don't even have to be careful i can be careless because they pack it so well that with my giant knife or scissors or paper clip or whatever i'm using to open this package it will not stab tear rip or otherwise maim the comics because it's just they pack it so well it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing 
Whoa. It is. I didn't realize that kind of excitement happened every Friday. Oh, it does, man. See, it has to because it builds from New Comic Book Day Wednesday. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting until Friday when I get that package in the mail. And I'm like, this is fantastic. And because the prices are so cheap, it is worth the two-day wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. So I, I love it. I love it. And they come in pristine condition. You you have the opportunity to add trades into it as well, into your order. You have the opportunity to add bags and boards in there as well. And uh, all for low, low prices. Good deal, man. Oh, it is. We, uh, we're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Their website is crpsavings.com. And they are a membership program based through Office Depot. So any individual, company, group, um, whatever, organization can purchase a membership for Community Retail Partnership for $39. That membership lasts them for their entire lifetime. And everything they purchase through Office Depot will be discounted, um, whether that's their K-Cups or toner or paper products, whatever they need, it's available at a discount. So So crpsavings.com. Miss Jacqueline turned to me the other day and said do you know what i want for christmas and i said no i have no idea every year it's a guessing game and (laughs) i feel like i come up short every year oh (laughs) and she said i know it sounds silly but i want organizational tools organizational supplies and guess where i'm gonna get that stuff and guess what discount I'm going to use? I would definitely use Community Retail Partnership. Yep, it's fantastic. And uh, so I have my card, and they email you out a card, and you can take it and get it laminated for free, or you can shop online. It's great. I love it. And that's what Miss Jacqueline's going to get for Christmas, a bunch of office supplies. Awesome. Good, good for her. Good for her. Now, do you want to do the last sponsor? Because you kind of messed that up last time. No. No, I don't have confidence in my ability to talk about Michael Webb Solutions, 1B, mind you, and how amazing they are and how they did our Marvel616politics.com website and how amazing it is and how easy it is to use and how it looks fantastic, but it's Darren, so it's confusing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So yeah, like uh, Andy was not going to say, michaelwebsolutions.com. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> um, There was something else I was going to tell. Oh, I know. I know what's going on with me. We built a bookcase. <laughs> we bought a zoo. No, 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 no. No, we built a bookcase of our own out of lumber. So we went to the store and we said, I need this much wood. And they, well, we paid for it, but we cut it and measured and made a bookcase. And this isn't just a freestanding bookcase. This is like nailed into the wall. And so, and we made two bookcases on both sides of the wall. And then we made a middle section to go across kind of like a bridge in between the two. Okay. And then we put a desk underneath it in our homeschool room. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's who's our first we? project together like that. Who who's who's we? Me and Ms. Jacqueline. Oh, Jacqueline and I. Jacqueline and I. Okay. Me did it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's, 
man. Congratulations. Now, I mean, there was a learning curve, and we're still married, so overall it was a success. But you can tell that there's some things that we should have done differently. Well, good thing you're homeschooled, right? Like, Why? the kids are homeschooled, so, like, the public won't see it. Dude, if they... What are you talking about? If they went to a school, if they went to a public or private school, we wouldn't have made the bookcase at their school. Well, you said that you had made some things that, you know, mistakes. And so I was saying, great, people don't have to see it. Well, okay, regardless. Look, when you buy a <laughs> 1 by 10 board, yeah. it's not really 1 by 10. You have to measure Ain't nobody got time for that. No, if I buy a 2x4 or a 1x10, I expect it to be what I'm buying. And so the the top board, which was screwed into the sides, and the bottom board, which was screwed into the sides, we we cut those at 40 inches, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. And then we cut the other ones at 38 inches. So all the other shells, 38 inches, because, well... If the thickness of the board is one inch, because that's what I bought, 10 by 1, then you subtract the left side and the right side, which is 2 inches. So 40 minus 2 is 38. Well, not so, good sir. Okay. Yeah. It's hurting. 3 quarters plus 3 quarters is 1.5. So we were off by a half an inch because stupid lumber company or Lowe's couldn't tell me what I was buying. Ugh. That sucks. Yeah, but, but I mean, okay. couldn't you have just gone to the store and bought a bookshelf, and then screwed that bookshelf into the wall? Yeah, I guess so. But there's no guarantee we would have had to build the bridge anyway. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Don't you? I mean, haven't you ever wanted to try to build something and make it yourself and say, "Ha, hey, look, look, I did this." Nope. Accomplishment. Not even once. Why? Uh, because if there are people you can pay to do that, then I'm stimulating the economy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like labor. <laughs> I don't like labor. I hate it. We have people do our landscaping. We we have we don't cook our food. We. What are you talking about? You don't cook your food. We don't cook. We like eat food that doesn't have to be cooked. Don't you like home cooked meals? Well, yeah, I like them, but not like them enough that I'm going to make them. <laughs> Wait a minute. You pay somebody to do your yard and stuff? Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, I don't want to do that. That's too... I hate... I don't like that kind of work. I don't like manual stuff. Like, if I can go to Ikea and get a, a dresser or shelf, that's what I'm going to do. How if much I, is this Marvel616politics.com website making you? <laughs> good night I went and bought toys and then I paid Biff I paid oh. little Bobby to cut my lawn actually one of our our fans of the Marvel 616 politics uh, is a landscaper and he does our lawn really? yeah we went and saw uh, Guardians together and I posted it on the Facebook page Oh, you know what? I did see that. Yeah, Adam. Adam. Adam sounds nice. 
He is. He's a good good guy. We might go see uh, Ninja Turtles this weekend, and then we're going to see Expendables next weekend. It's like I don't even know you. What? I mean, you can come, but I knew you wouldn't, so I didn't ask you. No, I mean, Ninja Turtles and then Expendables, these aren't movies that I would watch. No, because you'd rather be out in the yard working. I That's can't actually true. Movies. I have a couple trees i got to cut down because it's blocking the solar panels. See, there you go. I've got to build something instead <laughs> of enjoy my life. <laughs> what What is going on here? What? It's uh, We shouldn't be friends. What we're complete opposites. We've known this since the first podcast. Uh, that's true. Like oh. that's why it works so well. Like when you, when the bola takes over, whatever the two of us combined will be like Captain Planet. <laughs> and you, body politic, can be our planeteers. <laughs> and you can be one too, because saving our planet is the thing to do. Hey, don't you throw your judgmental crap on me <laughs> looting and polluting is not the way jared you know you know it don't you <laughs> hear what ha- captain planet has to say <laughs> i loved his green mullet you know that that show was terrible yeah okay okay <laughs> <laughs> all right what do we have first on the agenda what do we have old producer we're gonna talk about san diego comic-con news coming at you so overall were you impressed or disappointed by this news it was a pretty disappointing san diego comic-con yeah to to be honest yeah people were looking for uh, some big reveals and we got out of everything that got talked about we kind of got a minor reveal Okay, lay it on me. Walk me through it. So, um, did you get the updated agenda? I did. Okay. The biggest thing that came out of San Diego Comic-Con for Marvel was the announcement of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is going to be directed again by James Gunn. And that was that was cool because people were not expecting it to be announced before the movie was even released, um, let alone that be the, the announcement at Comic-Con. I mean... Uh, you know, James Brolin was there, and he had the Infinity Gauntlet, and most of the cast of Avengers Age of Ultron was there, and they showed some footage, but this was the big, you know, this was the big news, was Guardians of the Galaxy 2, when Kevin Feige, the week before, had just announced seven new dates on the calendar for Marvel movies. So I think a lot of people were really expecting to see those dates filled in with some some movies. Why do you think they didn't do that? Uh, people are saying that they don't know what the movies are going to be. <laughs> uh, I find that hard to believe, but that's what people are saying. And, I, I mean, um, you know, Marvel wants to put those dates on the calendar far in advance to let other companies know you're going to go up against a Marvel movie if you pick this date. So I understand that. Um, so I think maybe part of their strategy, strategy was just a financial strategy and saying these are the days we're taken uh it's going to be silly of you to put your movie on this date but we're not bound to tell anybody what movie we're going to release on these dates huh does that make sense yeah yeah it does that's what i think they're doing i mean we've we we know that you know avengers 2 is coming out avengers 3 thor 
3, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and 95% chance the Doctor Strange. So there are really only a couple dates that we're not really sure what those movies are going to be. Now, are there other companies out there where you, you know, if, like, usually I don't see a movie based on the studio that's producing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Marvel, obviously, yes. And the only other company I can think of that maybe would be, like, Disney, even though I wouldn't go out and see, you know, a Disney movie. But, you know, those, oh, it's a new Disney movie instead of, oh, it's a new movie. Oh, Disney's doing that? Like, I don't know when Columbia Pictures or Universal Studios or... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, because Marvel only does superhero movies. Gotcha. You know, and and a lot of other companies, you know, they you know they don't want to have Ninja Turtles come out the same weekend as Captain America 3 or Expendables 4 come out when Avengers 2 is coming out. So, I mean, even this week, I don't know. I, we posted on the page, but, um, you know, just yesterday... DC announced that they're going to move Batman versus Superman. They're going to be the ones that buckle first because they were both supposed to be um, the same day along with Captain America 3. They were going to be released at the same time. Oh, boy. And both companies said they weren't going to back down, and DC blinked and they backed down. Well, that's good for both companies, though. It is. It's good for both companies. It's good for the medium as a whole, you know, the superhero genre. It, it's good. But it also kind of shows that Marvel has a lot more muscle in front of it than than DC has. Do you think that Marvel put that out there at the same type time on purpose or no? No, Marvel had that date first. Okay, okay. And then DC, Marvel had that date as Captain America 3. And then DC's like, that's when we're also going to release Batman vs. Superman. And Kevin Feige was like, bring it on. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, I mean, Captain Marvel, I mean, Captain America 2 is still, it's the second highest opening of the year, and it's still made more money than any movie yet this year. Transformers hasn't beat it. Well, I hope it won't. Transformers, I mean, that's just a, you know, visual film. Yeah, but it's, it debuted higher. It's uh, made the most, it's the first movie to a billion dollars worldwide this year. Wow. So there's still a chance that it, it could. Captain America's sitting at 259 million and Transformers is at I think 242-243 million. So wait a minute, if it made a what do you mean 243 million if it made a billion worldwide? Oh, I see. Yeah. All right, what other news we got going on? All right, so that was the big movie news. Um, Marvel also announced that there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. That's probably going to be fun. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. It will it will work in well with Ultimate Spider-Man and Hulk, Agents of Smash, and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I'm sure a lot of the same movie gags will be rehashed over and over and over in the cartoon. <laughs> okay. So there's that. Um, Star Wars comics are going to start coming out for Marvel. See, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Are you a big Star Wars guy? No. I am excited because the, with their publishing list, they're not just going to add titles. They're going to knock other stuff off. And so within 616 continuity, I'll have to read less and I'll be further less behind. I don't think that's correct. Why do you think that is? I think they stick to publishing around 60 titles a month. 
Well, but I mean, they have that the whole powers bureau and all that stuff that they publish that isn't six one six. Right, but that's still included within the sixty titles or sixty books a month, and those come out pretty rare. The icon books are like bi-monthly or you know. I mean, they're in, what? They're in the solicitations every month. They don't come out every month. Okay. So <laughs> I I think if they're really if they're really saying that we're gonna put these out and we're gonna put our weight behind it like Dark Horse did behind the Star Wars stuff, then uh I mean they're gonna have top notch writers and it's probably not gonna be in the six one six, which is good. And they'll have to knock out some six one six books. I just don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think they'll just add a couple Star Wars titles and be good to go. Okay, well, every every week you have anywhere from uh, about around 17 to 22 books come out a week for Marvel. Mm-hmm. So we can actually measure this when they start, and we'll find out. Well, you can, because that's too much work. I'll hire somebody to do it. Uh, clearly you will, yes. I have to make sure that I'm not sending you too many paychecks here from, from the podcast. <laughs> um, how about any? <laughs> any would be great. <laughs> Man, I'm saving up for a new mic. I can't I can't pay you. Uh, what, what is this I can't? This is a we thing. I can't pay you this. I need a new microphone. <laughs> All right. Um, we, it was revealed who Evangeline Lilly is going to be playing in Ant-Man. She's going to be playing Hope Van Dyne. Which is going be to be the daughter of, um, it sounds like, Michael Douglas and Wasp. Okay, and who's Evangeline Lilly? She's an actress. Okay, can you be more specific? What is she in? How would I know her? Uh, she did Firefly for Joss Whedon. Oh, who is she in that? I don't know. I didn't watch Firefly. We're watching it right now. Oh, well, she might... Have power similar to the Wasp. I'm checking it out. Who's Evangeline Lily? So she's going to play the the lead female, probably romantic, um, to Paul Rudd's Scott Lang. What? She was not in Firefly. <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> You're an idiot. She's in Lost. Lost, Firefly, same thing. No, it's I know who this lady is. Did you just call me an idiot? Idiot. I will cut you. I'll cut you, Holmes. Oh. Yeah, no, not a big fan of hers. Well, maybe she'll have some wings and fly around and it'll be better. Uh, I don't know. It's- maybe it's because she's all always like dirty on the beach with sand and everything and lost. <laughs> and they're always running for their lives, which makes no one attractive. I never watch Lost. Uh, it's a good show. But uh, we also found out that Mockingbird is going to be joining the Agents of Shield television series. I'm excited about that. Me too. That should be good. I like her. And they've they've made some more casting. Um, they've cast some more Shield people just today. Um, some kind of a couple characters that are really on the outskirts of Shield that I really didn't even know. Um, but it's cool that they're going to be bringing some of those ancillary characters to the show. Do we know Did, who they are? Have you 
caught up on Agents of Shield? I watched the first season. So, well, when we talked last about Agents of Shield, you guys still had like seven episodes left to go. Right. Well, they've only done one season, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm all caught up. Good. Okay. okay. So, who are these extra characters? Well, um, Sky's father has been cast. Okay. He, um, I forget his name, but he was an actor on Twin Peaks and Desperate Housewives. Okay. I'm familiar with Twin Peaks enough. Okay. Um, he played the lead guy with black hair. Oh, okay. He played Orson on Desperate Housewives. I, I, I can't help you there. And see, I mom, my mom loved Twin Peaks, but I never watched it. But Jennifer and I have watched every episode of Desperate Housewives, so we knew who it was. <laughs> isn't it like, isn't Twin Peaks kind of like a an X Files type thing? Yeah. Yeah. So did you watch it? I have not seen. No, no. I'm familiar with it and the lore of it, but not. And along with with that, Joe and Anthony Russo who directed Winter Soldier, Joe Johnston, who directed Captain America, the first Captain America, and Louis Esposito, who is the co-president of Marvel Studios, have all announced that they're going to be directing the first four episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Like, I'm excited about that. Episodes 5 through 22 are going to need to bring it, because the first four you know are going to be amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, agreed. That was announced. Um, got that Rage of Ultron is going to be an original graphic novel that comes out the month before um, Avengers: Age of Ultron, the movie. Um, Have you couple... read any of the original graphic novels yet? Like the Family Business and then Humans No More and uh, the Thanos. Thing? I picked up Thanos yesterday, but I've not read it. And I did read uh, Humans No More. How 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 is that? I liked it a lot. Oh, really? Really. Well, you know, I just love trades. I like to have the story all together. So for me, the original graphic novel is perfect. And what was the other one? It was uh, Forever at War or, or uh, Ever? Oh, the Avengers one. Yeah, did you read that? I forgot about that one, no. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet. No, I forgot all about that. No, I'm hoping that these kind of have a little bit more continuity. Like, they affect the stuff going on in the main titles a little bit more. I don't know if they can really do that by saying, okay, we're going to release this without, like, putting a whole lot of hype on it. Here's an original graphic novel. It takes place during this time, but it really doesn't have that much of an effect. It's just a standalone story. That seems like more with what they would do instead of, like, oh, you have to read this next. But, I mean, if you want people to read these, they're going to need to count, you know? I agree with you. I just don't know if they're there yet. But the Spider-Man one talks about Spider-Man's sister, right? I don't think so. Mm. I don't know. I haven't read it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one, that was the big hype with that one because it was going to reveal in continuity that Spider-Man had a sister. But it kind of needs to go along with the rest of the titles, you know? I don't even know who wrote that one. So I know Mike, la- Mike Carey wrote... Humans No More, and then uh, Warren Ellis wrote the Avengers one. And Sal LaRocca did the art on Humans No More, and I think his art is just fantastic. So, And Starlin, I think, did the Thanos one, right? He wrote it and drew it. Oh, wow. Huh. 
And then the last kind of big news were the, the series that were announced. Spider-Woman series, uh, an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that takes place in the 616 was announced. Angela is getting her own title. And then Captain America and the Mighty Avengers. Those are all going to be new ongoing titles. Who's writing Spider-Woman? I don't know. I I could care less about any of them except Spider-Woman, to be honest. Because Captain America is not going to be Steve. No. It's going to be Falcon. Right. So is it going to take are they going to cancel Mighty Avengers and just turn it into Captain America and the Mighty Avengers? Yeah, it's going to be kind of Captain America and then the Mighty Avengers team and then a couple of others from the Avengers like they're bringing the titles together. Huh. But I think Agents of Shield, I'm interested in reading that. Mark Wade is writing that. And I like Mark Wade a lot and we'll see how it incorporates into the rest of the the MU. Are you the MU? Listen to you all hip and such. Are you reading his other stuff? No. So you don't like him that much. You just like. I, well, I picked them up, but I haven't read them. <laughs> like, okay, so right. Daredevil and Hulk. Hulk. I picked up Hulk, but I don't. I've never been a fan of Daredevil. So Hulk, Hulk is awful. You, I mean, Daredevil's better. But I like his. I remember his. Every time I think of Mark Wade, I remember of the like six or seven issues of X Men that he wrote in the nineties. I'm like, I like those. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't know he did that. And he's I remember a super friendly guy. I've seen met him twice at cons, and he did an intro for us, so he's a nice guy. I like. He him. did do an intro for us. Yeah, that we used that last episode. Um, I've heard, you know, the guys at Hideous Energy know him, um, because they he bought the comic shop that they used to work at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, and they also know Sean McKeever, which uh, that is more impressive to me because I mean, come on, that's your young allies, and that, <laughs> that's. Speaking that's, of knowing people, we've got a fan on our page. I'm not going to say his name, but a fan on our page that um, his job is to go to different Marvel events and set us up and sets up their booths. Um, he's in charge of like designing them and building them. And so, like, he went to San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, and so he's he showed me pictures of him with, you know, Warren Ellis and Rick Remender and the different swag bags that he's got and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I was like, we we have a pseudo-Marvel employee that likes our page. Is there, does he interact on the page? Sometimes. Um, is he trying to keep it quiet that, who he, that he works for them? Well, I had asked him for an interview, and he said that his boss said that they weren't allowed to give interviews. Fair enough. So I don't know if he wants to keep it super secret or not, but I don't want to be the one that would say something. But it was it was just nice to have somebody that's somewhat connected that is following, and he had and we got to talk privately, and he had some really nice things to say about the page and the podcast and how much he loves it. So he, that was kind of he cool. listens. I thought that's what he said. I'll that's fantastic. I'll double check. Because, <laughs> you know, we just had a voicemail from somebody who didn't. <laughs> oh, John. Poor John. <laughs> He's going to listen to this one and realize that we rake our fans over the coals. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we keep them coming back. <laughs> Scott, I'm coming for you next. Yeah, I noticed Scott didn't leave any messages. Or should we say, <laughs> Dan... Yeah, that's because, yeah, he, we're too close to his trail. We, we, <laughs> he knows. He knows. Uh, okay, any other news? 
Not from San Diego Comic-Con. That was the big stuff. Okay. Well, I don't really care about an Angela book. No, but uh, I just have a feeling she's going to show up in the movies. She may. That might be why they acquired her. James Gunn said that there will be a sixth member in the, in the second one. And that could be a million different people. A million, you know? Well, but... I heard um, that Adam Warlock... His his cocoon uh, that the collector had was broken open at the end. And That's so, what people said. Yeah, did, had you heard that? I did hear that. I. But I I mean I'm gonna go see it again this weekend, so I guess I'll look a little closer. Okay. All right. You let me know. <laughs> so how many times have you seen it? Just one. I've seen it more than you. Wait, you went and saw it again? What? You didn't have something to build. I, <laughs> you didn't have some poor defenseless animal to kill. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I'll, it's a, it's a, it's a story that I wasn't completely a hundred percent honest, and it bit me in in the rumpy. And because I was trying to be nice, I was trying to guard people's feelings, and so I was supposed to go Friday afternoon and take off for work and go with two guys from the youth group who are my buds. So I had to cancel because I had a meeting with my boss. And so I knew this. And on Thursday I said, hey, I got to cancel tomorrow, guys. I'm really sorry. But then, like, pretty much right before the showing, Ryan, uh, a friend of mine, he he texted me and said, hey, can we make it tonight to the Thursday night? And I was like, oh, boy. So I made it, but I didn't tell the other guys because I knew that one of them couldn't go, and I didn't want one to say, yeah, I can go, but the other one couldn't. So I went. And then on Sunday when I saw him, this, you know, this sweet kid, he was like, hey, was everything okay on Friday? Are you all right? And I was like, oh, yeah, I just had to cancel because I had a meet because, you know, I got to work, you know? And he was like, oh, I was like, did you see it? And he said, no, I waited for you. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh. I know, I felt terrible. As you should. Right, right. And so then I was like, you know, we could see it today right after church. And so we, we went right after church. Gotcha. That's awesome. Was it... Was it better the second time? Well, I guess we'll talk about Guardians later. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do a middle segment, and then we'll... That was a teaser to go into Guardians. Ooh. <laughs> okay. We, we got a little uh, would-you-rather going on here. Would you rather... Okay, for our middle segment this episode, this evening, depending on when you're listening, uh, would you rather, each of us are going to come up with five scenarios that have to do with comics. It's not would you rather eat a worm or a cricket type of thing. Um, that have to do with the comics that we love, and then we're going to talk about it. You got yours? You ready? Yeah, I'm not sure that I got exactly what you were wanting, but I guess we'll find out. Okay, you you make me nervous when you say these things. Well, you just kind of throw this stuff at me, and I do my best. Have we never done this before? I don't believe so. I think we have. I don't know. Let me go listen to the first 69 episodes, and I'll get back to you. I don't, I just, 
Okay. What was that? You listened to them all? What? I don't... I'm lost. What was what that? What happened? What happened? You go first. What? Um, would you rather have John Romita Jr. on Sentry or Greg Land on Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, boy. Good one. You know, right off the bat, I think, man, I love John Romita Jr. on Spider-Man. I love the Sentry. I'll put him on the Sentry. But I've seen that, and it's not that good. Um, Greg Land, I don't like him. But when he was on Mighty Avengers, the only thing that looked good was Spider-Man. So I'm going to go with Spider-Man, Greg Land on Spider-Man. Well, okay. I was not expecting it. What would you have done? I wouldn't have read either title. <laughs> I would have tapped out. I would have had paid somebody else to read them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm understanding. There you go. All right. Uh, my number one. Would you rather have five years of bad stories in the X-Men or have them cancel the title and have no X-Men? Oh, five years of bad X-Men. I, mean, I feel like I've been going that through that for the past 15 <laughs> What, what gives you holding on? When will you just say, you know what? They can't write these characters. I, that's the thing. I love my X-Men. Okay. All right. Just this love is, them. This is good. Getting uh, getting some insight here about Jared. <laughs> all right. Would you rather read a book about the classic Avengers group or the newer Avengers? Like... When I say Avengers Classic, kind of like, you know, like the movie team, but, you know, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Wonder Man, like that group. Or Avengers like Luke Cage, Spider-Man, Wolverine, because those are just totally two different groups of Avengers. I'm going to go, well, this is an easier one for me because um, when I first started reading Avengers was uh, during New Avengers number one with uh, Breakout. Yeah. So, uh, I really enjoyed it, and, I, and Bendis really hooked me in. So I'm going to go with the new group. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, I, that's when I first started, too. I'm, but I knew who the Avengers were, you know? Yeah. So it was, it was weird to read New Avengers and see, you know, where where's Hawkeye? Where's Vision? Where's Wonder Man? Where's Tigra? Where are these War Machine? You know, where are these characters from the cartoon? that I knew of that were Avengers. So I wasn't sure if you were a classic guy or a new guy. Sure. Gotcha. Cause a lot of people still talk about that too. They're like, yeah, we like Luke Cage. And we like Spider-Man Wolverine, but we miss the first 35 years of the Avengers being like they were, you know? Sure. See Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and stuff. I don't really care about them and the vision. I don't really care about them. I do like Wonder Man though. Now that's weird because I don't think anybody liked Wonder Man. I thought that he was really well written with um, in the Mighty Avengers title that Bendis was writing with the Civil War stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good. You just don't. I just don't hear many people. Usually it's like, yeah, we like the the twins, or uh, you know, we're so excited. Vision. Nobody's hammering to see Wonder Man like on the screen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was cool. I really did like him want the new wonder man action figure so bad <laughs> man pajamas 
Okay, uh, my number two. Would you rather have Storm die as a hero and out of the books or have her in the books but as a weak and scared character every appearance that she had? The second one. See, I, you know, that makes sense like with your answer with the first one, but wouldn't it just kill you? Wouldn't you say, why don't they just kill her if she's going to be a weakling and not her? Have you have you been reading Marvel comics at all? Like <laughs> when she got married to Black Panther, yeah, she totally got just weakened, like hugely weakened. They they even retconned the history of Storm and Black Panther first meeting. You know, yeah. Originally, Storm saved Black Panther, and they retconned it to Black Panther saving Storm. Like, could you make her any more weak? She she let Thing pick her up by her hair she let black panther talk to her like she was a piece of crap in front of doom and like she lets rachel talk to her like she's you know crap underneath her shoe (laughs) you kill me all right would you rather marvel focus all their attention on the avengers and the guardians of the galaxy kind of like they are or Give a little bit of time to everyone. You mean the movies or the books? The books. Who do you mean everyone? Like, do you want characters like Punisher, Fantastic Four, and Spider-Man to all have equal billing? Or do you prefer the focus of the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy? I think that... The Avengers should have two titles, and I think that all the heroes should have one title, and Spider-Man should have two titles. Was that the question? I I would like I would <laughs> I would like more variety of characters. Does that make sense? That so number two. So you want a little bit of focus on everybody. Right. Right. I would rather have a variety of characters. See, the solo title of Star-Lord and Rocket Raccoon, to me, and and Captain America and Iron Man and Thor, that doesn't count as Avengers titles. Or Guardians of the Galaxy titles. Is that what... Is that? Are you saying that they do or don't? Andy. <laughs> Marvel clearly, like... I mean, they have Guardians of the Galaxy alternate covers... Rocket Raccoon and Groot are popping up everywhere. Star-Lord has a series. Rocket Raccoon has a series. Like, there's so much focus on the Guardians. And then Avengers, everyone, including Squirrel Girl, has been on the Avengers now because they're just everywhere. So there's a main focus at Marvel on two core groups of characters. Would you rather that continue, or do you want it to go back before there were any movies or anything... And, you know, you could see a Ghost Rider advertisement just as much as you would see an Avengers advertisement. I like what they're doing right now by they have, you know, Elektra, Punisher, Black Widow, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, Spider-Man, Star-Lord. I'd like the solo titles better than the teams. Is that what you're asking? Is that what I said? (laughs) Did I say, do you like solo titles better than team? <laughs> no, Marvel has, Marvel's going to focus 
either on Avengers and Guardians or just put a little bit of energy into everybody. I... <laughs> the second one. Goodness! <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Bear with me. Would yeah. you rather be stuck reading X Babies or Pet Avengers? Oh, X Babies. <laughs> I love X Babies. Why? Have you read them? Only the recent stuff. They're hilarious. Oh, it's so stupid. They're funny. <laughs> now, which X Babies do you do you mean like X Babies? Are you trying to mock it, me right now because you're yeah. not doing a very good job? Well, I wasn't finished because you interrupted me. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm done now. Okay, good. It's annoying, isn't it? I don't know. No, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to um, the, the spirit of your question. I didn't understand your question. I still don't. So, like, are you saying, do I like teams or solo titles better? No. No. That yeah. voice, that's hurtful. Well, you're a little nasally. <laughs> that's <laughs> even more hurtful. You said you're having some kind of cough drops or something. Oh, boy. Just say your next thing. All right. Would you rather the X-Men unite or stay separated? Now, what I'm trying to say here, Andy. Stay is separated. Be is because they the Cyclops is kind of doing a team and Storm's doing a team right now. Okay. Stay separated. And why? Uh, because if they unite, then you're going to get more titles like Adjectiveless, which is frivolous. I like the tension between them because they're both striving for different things. It makes for more interesting issues, I think. Gotcha. How about you? I'm ready for them to unite. Just for a change? Um, well, because the X-Men are... They're not about being divided. That's just not them. They're a family. That's a huge part. They're, the X-Men are more a family than the Avengers are a family. And they're just... It was a stupid argument to have in the first place. And now they're continuing to do it. You know, it was a stupid argument in the first place, but now that Cyclops has killed Professor X, I don't see how they can unite. Uh, how can they ever forgive that? Well, Bishop was, seems to have been forgiven. That's Wolverine true. has killed. I mean, every all of them have killed. That's true. But not their mentor. Well, Bishop, yeah, that's a good example. I yeah, I, that doesn't billions. make much sense. Where is he right now? We haven't seen him since... Uh, since the last issue of Uncanny X-Force. Yeah, by Humphreys, right? Yeah. Who's writing Star-Lord? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Would you rather have an irreversible company-wide reboot like DC or the universes irreversibly be mashed together? Like, and come up with something like The Exiles? Hmm. That's a good question. I'd probably go with the second one. Because that way I wouldn't lose anybody. And, I mean, I guess there could be some more story potential there. Whereas the first one is just rebooting and, yeah, everything you read doesn't count. <laughs> we got your money. You know? <laughs> we got your money. Right? Yeah. So. That's true. Oh, good one. Yeah. I, All right. I agree with you. I knew you would. Oh, you. 
Would you rather have Uncanny X-Force or the Kyle Yost X-Force? Like, okay, I'm going to ask a question. The remainder Uncanny X-Force. Thank you, thank you. Kyle and Yost. Okay. But you knew I liked that better. I really thought you liked Remender's title, too. No. Hmm. Not as much. Must have been someone else I'm talking to. No, I really did. I thought that you liked Uncanny X-Force with Under Remender. No, I liked the first story arc with Apocalypse where they had to kill the kid because I thought that was interesting. But everything else after that, like the Dark Angel saga and everything, no. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Okay. Number five... Would you rather have the next generation of mutants only? So you're talking about Hope, the Lights, the new X-Men Academy, Wolverine the X-Men, minus Wolverine. Like, only those characters in the Marvel Universe. Or only the Avengers next characters and the Young Allies and (laughs) Spider-Girl. Oh, gosh. Can we go back to that reboot? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess I'd pick the young X-Men characters. Why? But only because I like them. Uh, well, I mean, I like anybody more than the young allies. But <laughs> just because I like them a little bit more than the... Is it because you're partial to mutants instead of other powered heroes? Or is it because you like their characters? Yeah, I'm a muty lover. What can I say? Yeah, you certainly are. I, I, like them. I do. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, well, we're done this segment, but real quick, did you read New Avengers 21 and 22? I did. Okay. What did you think? I like those characters. Okay. The young event, the next Avengers? No, 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 no. I'm talking about New Avengers 21 and 22 with oh, Namor and Black world. Panther. Oh, what in the world? What in the world was up with Namor? Oh, dude. He went psycho. Man, oh man. When I read issue 21, I was in my own world. That that book right there is why I read comic books. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my god. It was after work. And I had the book. And I opened it. And I was reading it. And like the whole room faded away. And I was <laughs> right there with them on the, on the surface of Earth looking up at the other Earth. Those are the best books. Dude, that that was amazing writing, and I, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. But it's like, in the second one, though, it's like a, something flipped in his head, and he just went psychotic. <clears throat> He's always been, had that potential to go that, that far. But I, mean, I guess I've just not seen it realized. Man, oh man, he went nuts. But it was like a spiteful thing too. Like there was, it was a like, how do you redeem yourself? Right. Yeah. Well, you know what he's talking about, right? Do you you know all the circumstances that he's talking about? I do. Okay. Okay. So, uh, for you listeners out there who may not know, Namor destroyed Wakanda when he had the Phoenix Phoenix Force, and then Wakanda kind of came back and tried to destroy uh, Atlantis. And then when Infinity happened, the Ebony Maw, Namor made a deal with them to spare Atlantis and his people because he lied and said that Wakanda held, um, I think, an Infinity Gem, maybe? Yes, yes. Okay. And so they came and they started 
killing all these Wakandans and everything. Dude, like the two of them have been on the on the edge of murdering each other for for a lot for a while. The just the look in Black Panther's face when his eyes are blood red and he's got little beady pupils in twenty two. Like he is going to rip him into shreds. Yeah. I, I didn't like the art in twenty two. I think it was a different artist than twenty one. Yeah, yeah but it was. It the art seemed a little too comic comic-y, like funny pages type stuff yeah. for the subject matter, but man, oh man, I was like, I am enthralled by this series. It is paced so slowly, but I am hooked, man. <laughs> I am so hooked on that series. It, it's it, it's phenomenal. What about Avengers World number nine? Did you, you, you looked at the end of that? Um, I read nine and ten. Okay, so you read it. What do you, what do you think about all that? Bringing the what? next Avengers back. It was really weird because I didn't know about this happening. And I just last week watched the... Uh, Next Avengers yeah, movie? Yeah, I just watched it last week. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, there they are! I like them as characters. I think they're cool. I think, you know, I don't want them to replace my Avengers, but I, I, I don't think we've seen them since John Romita and Bendis relaunched Avengers. Avengers. Right, yeah, and it kind of, it kind of makes you wonder. Like when you saw them, they weren't necessarily good guys then, right? No, no, that was with that whole like apocalypse four horsemen arc. Right, and also with uh, oh, what's the dude, the the old Hulk, Maestro, Maestro, right. So, I I would have to go back and reread that and find out exactly if all that stuff got fulfilled and taken care of and ended with the Age of Ultron, um. But it still didn't sit right with me, and I like the first thing I thought was like, "Oh no, they're bringing these people forward or back in time to take the place of our heroes who are gonna either die or something," you know. Mm-hmm. But it kind of seems like a ans- ancillary book to do that in. To borrow a word that you used earlier, I was gonna say this is twice in the podcast we've said that. Oh yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> you really got it in for me, huh? <laughs> well, you called me an idiot. Well, I mean, did I say idiot or did I mean to say jerk? Oof, jerk is better. Jerk is better. That's less your intelligence and more your motive. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> let's not get all meta. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, cool. Uh, anything, any comics you want to bring up lately? You know, the only thing I didn't, you know, with Avengers World is I am not liking the characterization of Cannonball and Sunspot. You don't like that? No, no. It's like they're they're back. I've said this before on the podcast. It's like they're back to being in the New Mutants. They're the young. They keep being referred to as boys. They're not boys. They're both men. They've both gone through huge things. I mean, Cannonball was an X-Man. Uh, Sunspot has gone through wild stuff like his mind was possessed for a while as Rainfire, and both of them have really grown up, and they're not little boys from the New Mutants anymore or X Force wannabes. You know, these are these are legit superhero guys, and they're just treated kind of like as as uh, comedic sidekicks to one another. As, and as being inexperienced and kind of new kids on the block when they're not that at all. 
First of all, I don't know if they can sing that well. <laughs> oh, you know them? They're from the 90s. <laughs> they are from the 90s, but I can't name a single song. <laughs> the Right Stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's in the Middle? The Right Stuff or something like that? No, not a... What? What's in the Middle? Was this an Oreo song? I thought... Well, maybe Weird Al did a... <laughs> did he do... <laughs> did he do a parody with Oreos, What's in the Middle, The White Stuff? I don't... I don't listen to Weird Al. Oh, see, That's there's Scott. your problem right there. Scott does. I don't. I love it. It's fantastic. All right, go on. Okay. All right. Are there any books that you read that you wanted to briefly touch on? No. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, shall we move on to Guardians of the Galaxy? Let's do it. Talking point. So right off the bat, um, no Iron Man cameo. No. Mm-mm. So it's a huge Did you think there would be one? I had heard rumors. Yeah, I had too. Yeah. So, all right. Did you, would you give this film a rating on a scale of one to 10? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, you want the rating? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would give it an 8.5. Is that as a film or how much you liked it? How much I liked it. Okay, what about as a as film? A film? Uh, is there a difference? Yes. What do you mean is there a difference? What, what are you talking about? Okay, all right. Have you ever seen like Hotel Rwanda or um, or Munich or Saving Private Ryan? Those are all serious movies. No. Okay. No. <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> I saw Hotel Rwanda. I saw. I've seen Munich. As a movie, as a film, it's probably like a a nine or a nine point five. But enjoyment level is like a one point five. Okay. Well, just do all encompassing. Like put so your like an, numbers an average? together. Yeah. I'm gonna have to add and divide here. Hold on. It's crazy. It's just two numbers. Okay. Uh, and you waited school early. <laughs> Okay, so as a film, I give it a 5.5, and then enjoyment, I give it a 7.5, which would average out to be a 6.5. Whoa, really? Yeah. I thought you would have really liked this. I did really like it. You didn't? I said my enjoyment was a 7.5. Well, that's av- that's like middle. No, 5 is middle. I gave it above average. Okay. <laughs> right? Whatever you say, tell me what why it's not higher. No, well, I mean, you look. Why don't you tell me? I have my I have my notes. Okay. <laughs> I have it uh, based in uh, what I like, and then summary, and then what I don't like. So why don't you and I'll comment on yours, and then I'll do mine. Dude, you have notes. I don't have notes. So if you you, have you notes- didn't take notes during this movie. Did you really take notes during the movie? Not during, because I got crap for doing that. When did you take notes? Oh, during Spider-Man and during X-Men. No, I'm talking about for Guardians. Oh, afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Well, Then you roll, because I was just going to go freestyle from whatever jumped in my head. Okay, all right. I thought, first and foremost, it was funny and enjoyable. Uh, it was kind of like a big risk for this for the studio to do this movie, and I think that it really paid off for them. And 
the risk was, you know when they did Thor, they did half on Asgard, half on Earth? Mm-hmm. And then when they did Thor 2, they did less on Earth and more, you know, in the realms and everything. Well, this one had five minutes on Earth and the rest was in space. So I think that was like a big risk, especially for characters that hardly anybody knows. Yeah. Um, it had a great out there and sci-fi feel to it. Um, very... I think what I liked about it is, you know, uh, well, maybe you don't know, but in Star Wars, Star Trek, it seems like there's like a certain set of rules. Like, here are the planets, here are the politics, here are the rules you go by, you know, when you go to uh, call somebody or when you land on a planet, here are the rules. But Star Wars is like, oh, you could run into anybody. Yeah, you may not know what species that is, but that's not a big deal. That's what it felt like. There was like no rules and you could run into anybody and you just don't know. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I thought that some of the visuals looked hokey, but some of them looked really good. Like at points, I watched it one time not in 3D and then one time in 3D. And so the stuff that I felt looked hokey watching it in regular, actually in 3D, I, I see why it looked hokey. You know what I mean? Like it looked better. Okay. Like when uh, he throws that thing that wraps around Gamora's legs when they're fighting over the orb. Yeah. So like in 2d, that looked really fake and hokey, but in 3d, it it looked real. Okay. Yes. Um, let's see. I liked how there was a big highlight between the physical abilities of the humans and the Terrans and the non-human characters. Like star Lord couldn't jump that far, but Gamora could really jump like, especially in the prison break scene. Okay. And then also, so it was good because you got a sense of, all right, well, their physical abilities are way different than humans, you know. Yeah. And uh, I like I like also Peter Quill's attachment to Earth things, and uh, how his mom really mattered, and that's how his though that attachment uh, and the trauma that he went through mattered more than common sense. Like when he went back for the tape and the recorder, and how he cherished even though he was a ravager and he went and stole things and really cared about the money and everything he cherished his his earth stuff that he held on to even more okay are you going through a wind tunnel i'm gonna turn off the fan (laughs) i thought benicio del toro was fantastic and i don't use that word lightly but it was too short. Yes. He was, was there for like two minutes. I was disappointed about that. I thought he was going to be much longer. Uh, but on the flip side, I was surprised to see that much of Thanos. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I didn't know he was going to be in it that much. Well, I mean, he really was only like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> But still, I thought it was going to be more build-up. And, uh, you know, kind of when you see him, you you think in Avengers, like, oh, my goodness, who is this guy? We'll never get, you know, he's the big bad guy. Behind, like a kind of a Dr. Claw to Inspector Gadget. You never see him, and, and you so he's super-duper scary. Well, when you see him, I was afraid that that mystique would be taken away. You know, the mystery of it all and, like, how terrifying he was. But I still felt like, oh, man, you don't want to cross this dude. 
See, I did not get that feeling. <laughs> I thought Thanos was kind of a, a disappointment. He, I don't know, I thought it was going to be a bigger reveal. And he was just kind of like, whoop, here I am. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what I was expecting, I guess. But I, I thought it would be some kind of more sinister, dastardly, dark, uh, less CGI looking <laughs> version of Thanos. Well, I think that's what I was afraid of feeling, but seeing him all in his armor and on his throne and everything and being as menacing as he was because he didn't physically respond or threaten, I felt like, you know, we don't know what this guy's capable of yet. What did you think of the the costume update? To Thanos. You mean with the purple and all that gold and armor? Yeah, he's got like all this gold shiny stuff on him. I thought it was okay. I thought there was a happy medium between a regal look, like a kingly dictator look, and uh, the blue suit. I really think he looked the best during Annihilation or Anni- or Annihilation Conquest, or uh, what was that called, the, the Thanos Imperative? I think that was probably the best costume for him. Um because it was just normal clothes. You know, because, like, what do these guys do? They wake up in, in the morning and they put on their armor to just walk around all the time. You know, like, that never made any sense to me. But Well, but to kind of show that they're imposing and that they're, they're it. <laughs> they're the business. They are. If I was Thanos and I was on a throne, I'd have to put on my helmet and my shoulder pads every day to let them know. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was okay. It wasn't as distracting as I thought it was going to be. Okay. How about you? With Thanos? Yeah, with the with the costume. Oh, I mean, I kind of... I would have preferred it to be less bling-bling. I thought it was... I, I had assumed that with the updates that had been made in the comics to his outfit, that it was because this was how he's going to look in the movie. Gotcha. So, I was... He was a little bling-blingy to me. But I, I guess with Thanos, just the CGI part, it just looked super CGI to me. The costume or the face? He, him. He just looked He looked a lot more computer-generated uh, than, than what I would have preferred. Than, like, the Hulk? Yeah. Yeah, which is weird because the Hulk, you can actually see... Um, I think it's because we didn't see him close up. And I think that you would probably see more Josh Brolin uh, with him moving around and more facial expressions and stuff because that we saw that with the Hulk, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think he didn't have his time to shine yet. Yeah, I, I just think... I think you're correct. But for a debut like that, you want to do it right. Yeah, agreed. But when you look at the rest of the... Like, overall in the Marvel Universe, yes, I think it could have been done better. But within the context of the film and the colors of the film and how bright the film was, mm-hmm. um, I think it it made sense and fit. Okay. Um, I thought Rocket was great. He was probably the best character. Yeah. Um, and I love the visual gags of Star-Lord, like, dropping things and when he was trying to be dramatic and stuff. Um, I think that Chris Pratt was a pretty good actor you know yeah um everybody had great comedic timing 
I thought that the story had good plotting, but I thought that the scripting was actually the dialogue was actually lacking. Okay. So, you know the the jokes were somewhat forced. Um, you know, with the sticks up their butts and the Kevin Bacon and stuff, and you know those are funny, but it wasn't it wasn't organically funny. Like I, I felt like the visual gag of Star Lord dropping it when he was like, "I have this," and he dropped it and he picked it up real quick. That seemed way more organic to the story and who the character was than you know the scripting. So I, I think that they had good actors, but I don't think that. They really had a lot to work with on the script. No, I thought the sticks up their butt was was the funniest, if not second funniest, part of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just I couldn't really get a, a handle on myself in the theater during that part. <laughs> what was the other one? What was the other? Uh, after the credits, when Groot was dancing in the flower pot. You thought that was super funny. Jennifer and I had tears in our eyes. <laughs> And we went with with Adam, who's a you know a fan of the podcast, and his wife Nicole, and they said that that was the best part for them was just watching us laugh at at Groot in the pot. <laughs> hey, let me ask you. All right, like we were talking about the 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 mystery being like now that Thanos is revealed, the mystery is is uh, kind of taken away, and so you were kind of disappointed. Did you know Adam before we started doing the podcast? I did. Okay. All right. So it wasn't like he met you afterwards and then like some of the mystery, like, oh, he's just a normal guy, this guy, Jared. No, no, no. Adam and I have known each other for a long time. Okay. All right. Right on. Right on. He's been doing your lawn that long? Uh, No, this is the first time. This this <laughs> summer was the first time before we'd had youth kids do it. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Come ahead, come on. We're having a youth event at my house. Everyone, bring your hedge trimmers. No, we do a thing at our church where you can hire youth kids to do odd jobs around your house. Oh, that's cool. And so we would every year, to, you know, for them to be able to go on a missions trip, they would uh, sell themselves <laughs> to do stuff. And so we would usually get ones that we knew, you know, probably could use an extra couple bucks that, you know, weren't from super rich families. And have them come and pull weeds for fifty bucks, you know. Holy cow, fifty dollars! And an excess energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, side note there. Um, what do you think of Drax? Well, I thought Drax and Gamora were probably the two that were least developed of the five main characters, because Drax. I mean, for Drax, I I liked. I like that he had a personality different than the other five because it would have been easy for him to kind of blend in. Um, I like the whole literal thing. You know, he takes everything literally. But, you know, Drax the Destroyer that can't destroy anything. Yep. That uh, goes after Ronan and can't get a punch in. Yep. Um, that, that was disheartening for that part. And then with Gamora, you know, Gamora is the deadliest assassin in the universe and keeps getting beat, <laughs> yep. you know, by um, by Star-Lord and uh, the other people on that planet. You know, she never killed one person. She should have. She should have been ripping those prisoners apart. 
you know, you put her toe-to-toe with Black Widow, and it's a not even a match. She's just that crazy of a good fighter, you know? Right. I uh, I agree. I thought Drax was very, very boring as a character. Um, he had some good lines, but he because he was so literal, when you translate that, you know, first of all, because he was so literal, he didn't have that much in the script to say, you know, because... Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're very literal, you're probably very pragmatic, and so you don't use words that you don't need to use. And so that left very little room for comedy or diverse acting. When you translate that into how you sit, then you're going to be conserving your energy, uh, how you sit and how you act. You're not going to be that animated. Um, and so he's just physically, he was a very boring character. And I I thought it was very difficult to create a physically imposing individual, which he was supposed to be that on the team when the villain, like you said, is just as physically imposing. Yeah. And so, you know, Drax is supposed to be strong and physical, but we never see him do anything that physical except for the for the uh, the breakout scene, you know, when he's throwing Mm -hmm. the guards and stuff. Yeah. And just a couple times when they're in the the dark aster and he did throw a couple, you know, a couple guys with his knives. Um, so like you said, I mean, I would have loved to have seen, I know the movie was two hours and two minutes long and they focused a lot on quill and they focused a lot on raccoon or rocket. Sorry. But you know, we kind of get Groot. I, we get him right away. We understand what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. We don't understand uh, Gamora until she tells us, "Hey, they killed my family, and I don't like that, and so I'll 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 go ahead and and betray them." And then we find the exact same thing with Drax and said, "I just want to kill somebody." And now that I killed so and so, well, now I have to work my way up the ladder. Well, I mean, that's kind of basically like Punisher, but Punisher seems like a very more interesting character than Drax and how it was written. So we just didn't get to see like a before and after. That was really one of my major, I had two major complaints with this movie. And it was, the first one was like, there is hardly any character development, character growth. All right. There's no redemption of any character because you're setting the status quo. And when you set the status quo, because you may do other movies and the team is joining together it's very difficult to to go anywhere, you know, like uh, emotionally. So the theme was, you know, family. We all lost our family. We have no family. Who is our family? What are we sticking together? And then finally they find family with each other. But that is the only change that occurred. Oh, we went from no family to having family instead of anything of, well, now I'm placing my value on you rather than my loss, you know, And, and there wasn't, there wasn't that switchover of uh, they felt like they were thrown in together, not that they um, grew together. Does that make sense? Uh, okay. So instead of them like that, that one scene where everybody's standing up and everything, that's supposed to be the scene of character growth when they grow together as a team and they say, you know, you're a pretty, you're pretty cool. I'll fight with you. Um, but that is in the face of a huge amount of danger, you know, and maybe we see that they could have backed out uh, because there was no chance of living 
they say. Mm -hmm. And so that's the time of character growth. But when you're in a war and if there is a chance of winning, then just pragmatically you're going to stand together because you have a better chance of winning. So I didn't see there within them saying, okay, well, now I know I can rely on you. Now I know that you are, we are a kindred spirit, or now I know that um, we're like each other. You know, he just said, look, we've all lost something, so let's uh, let's give a care, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just, I don't know, that's just shallow. That's not, that's tough to build a movie on. And I, I'm going to go ahead and contrast this with the first Thor movie, because you're setting up the character of Thor, but by the end of the movie, there was a lot of character growth from this brat to this servant, you know, a, le- a servant leader. And yeah. then that was reflected in the second movie. But I feel like they couldn't do that and they tried to stay away from that because they wanted to establish that these are a bunch of jerks all together and we're going to move forward with that. So this whole story was basically just getting them all together, whatever their motivation, whether it be revenge or money. Uh, now they have somebody to cling to because they care about revenge or money, and now we're going to go out and do revenge or money together. And so it, there, there was no before and after picture. I gotcha. The other... Th- uh, go ahead. No, I said I gotcha. Oh, the other thing I, I really didn't like is that um, it was... Uh, let's see here. I got... Oh, it seemed... It's, it was it was very cheap laughs. Um, I felt like it was spoon feeding me comedy rather than me appreciating what was created. Um, like a like a piece of art, if you if it was made for the audience or catering to the audience and and saying, oh, you'll find this funny, so I'll put it in there instead of like watching something that somebody made and kind of taking it and mining it for the intricacies and the the complexities of it and then looking at it and saying i'm satisfied with what i got out of this movie like when i watched winter soldier it was like oh i see the comparison that this guy is making but i don't think he was telling the audience you know i think he was just telling a story and anything that you picked up along the way you can feel satisfied that you that you got that but instead it's kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the audience the whole time, like the Kevin Bacon thing. And like, well, I'm not a hundred percent a dick, you know, like those are cheap laughs. That doesn't, that doesn't make for good cinema. Okay. So that's why I rated it like a 5.5 as a film because yeah, it was good. It was, it was fine. It was, it was, it was a little bit above average, but nothing spectacular, you know? And, but I did enjoy it because, there were there were elements that um, when they spoon fed me the comedy, I said, "Oh, I I like this," you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's basically what I thought about it. Well, I think I enjoyed it a lot more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> I just took it for, I mean, I went into the theater with an open mind, saying this is not going to be, this is not going to be Iron Man or Captain America or or you know, this isn't Winter Soldier. This is a different movie that each time marvel does a movie they pick a genre of movie and then they build their movie around that genre so for this movie i knew it was going to be the genre of comedy and this was going to be a comedy it wasn't going to be anything but that you know so 
I tried to go into it with a very open mind and um, also understand that Marvel's probably going to take more liberties with this movie than their other franchises because this is just simply a property that no one knows. Even comic book lovers don't know this property. Um, And how serious of a movie can you make when your two two of your main stars are a tree and a raccoon? So it's going to be silly. Um, So just going into the movie, I just really, really, really enjoyed it. I was just relaxed and laughed you know, for a solid two hours and two minutes, just from beginning to end. And I just had a good time and can genuinely say that I enjoyed myself with the movie. And, um, yeah, you know, there were things I didn't care for, uh, like with the Drax and Gamora characterization, Thanos' outfit, um, how, you know, Ronan died at the end, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I didn't care for that, but it didn't keep me from appreciating and enjoying the movie as a whole. Um, you know, I think one of Marvel's issues is their villains, is that outside of Loki, they don't have many strong villains that can be a real threat after their movie has taken place, you know? Um, I saw a comparison today. They were like, how is Ronan any different than Malekith? Like, oh, you're right. They really are basically the same character. There was no difference. Uh, even their looks are a lot alike. And their demise was the same. You know? Right. So I definitely think Marvel needs to work on their villains. Uh, because if they could get another villain like Loki, you know, it's just it's more money in their pocket. People like Loki more than Thor. It should have been named Loki 2, not Thor 2. Right. Um, but there were a ton of things I loved. You know, even just the beginning, Adam looked over to me, Nicole and Jennifer, they're like, is the movie starting or not? Because it didn't start with the Marvel banner. It started with the Earth part and then the Marvel banner. And I thought that was that was just a new way to do things, you know, to everybody thinks that the previews are still going, but this is the movie. And within four minutes of the movie starting, you're already crying, you know? Right. It was very emotional. I had lost my mom to cancer. Adam had lost his mom to cancer, his dad to cancer. And <laughs> we're just both like, oh, we're both in the hospital room at this comedy and we're crying. <laughs> what is, what's going on? Yeah. Jennifer's crying. <laughs> like, what in the world? Um, but then you have the Star-Lord scene with the music and you're transported into another world. And it's and it's fun, you know? Um, I thought Glenn Close was, Glenn Close was sweet. She is the Nick Fury of the universe. Oh my goodness. What a comparison. <laughs> is she not? I guess she is. I never thought of it. She's she's running the Nova Corps and John C. Riley, his character is kind of like the Colson, you know, the number two guy or the Maria Hill. But Glenn Close, she's running the universe, you know, she is the Nick Fury of the universe. And um I thought that was really cool. Um the collector was amazing. The how they in, incorporated the celestial head as being, you know, a nod to to where a big part of the movie takes place. I loved all the the uh, Easter eggs throughout the movie when they talk about somebody or you see something on the collector's uh, place of business. You know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought the fight scenes were fun. 
the jailbreak scene is what was shown for the 17-minute preview that we got to see last month. Oh, that's cool. But they didn't apparently they didn't show all of it to us. So it was cool to watch it and think that, oh, now we can get up and go to the bathroom or get more popcorn. But, oh, wait, that part wasn't in it. That part wasn't in it. So it was fun. It was, it was just fun. I thought Groot, you know, Jennifer loved Groot. That was her favorite part when, when he beat up all those bad guys. You know, we kind of did like the Hulk smash Loki thing. Yeah. And then he looked back at the camera and smiled. Jennifer just, it's like, I want a Groot. <laughs> So I got her a little plant with rocks and I put a stick in it and it's in the kitchen. Nice. And I, I just thought it was fun. I thought it was, I don't think it was Avengers, which is still my favorite, uh, but it definitely wasn't Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say it's probably in, and it's always hard, like when a new Marvel movie comes out, because you're like, it's the best one until the next one comes out. But I think Avengers has really held up. I think Captain America 2 has held up for a while. I think Guardians is is up there for me. I I'm I'm surprised that you you rated it that high. Really, that's <clears throat> not that it was not that it was bad. It's just that seemed eight point five seems super high. Well, that's why I tried to explain to you, you know, what I was going into the theater thinking. You know, I really you have to kind of disassociate yourself with, you know, with maybe some of the changes that have been made. I think it's okay for them to make some changes with these guys because they're really not known characters. Sure. When when you change and you're like, well, Captain America is actually Thor's brother. That's a big change. That's huge. That's too much. But, you know, so Rocket, uh, you know, doesn't wear a blue and red uniform. That's fine. Or, or Gamora and Nebula, you know, are closer than they are in the comic books. You know, who cares? You, there's a part where you just have to relax and just take it for what it's worth. If if you go into Captain America the Winter Soldier with the mindset that you're going to see Guardians of the Galaxy, you're going to be super disappointed because it's not a comedy. And vice versa. If I thought this was going to be like a, a political thriller, I would have been disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Polit- it's just, it was just fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I, uh, what, two things. What was your favorite part? Um, I I thought the the breakout scene was really well done. What's the oh oh yeah 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 when they broke out of prison? I just thought that was really well done. What about you? I I like that whole scene, but the the real quick the funniest thing I thought was the the dance off thing. I just thought I just thought that was hilarious. The dance off thing. Yeah, like right when he's like. Like Ronan is about to destroy the planet, and he and then all of a sudden he's oh. like, and he's like, bring it down hard. And they, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, dance off, Gamora, over to you. She's like, no, <laughs> subtle, take it back. They're like, I just, I thought it was, I thought that was so funny, dude. I thought that was hilarious. So that was the best part of the movie, or the funniest part, or both? Uh. Because you asked me what was the best part. I don't think the jail scene was the, the funniest. I I think the the best part was probably the the either the opening scene where he's dancing and going in the cave or uh or the the air scene where the the, the dark aster is 
coming down on the city and they're having that giant fight in the atmosphere. And like all the Nova Corps make that shield and it's yeah, that was pretty star cool. Star helmet and that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was, was I kept thinking there was gonna be a Nova cameo. <laughs> yeah, where was Richard Ryder? They he was in the original script, but they said it kind of took away from the Star Lord character, so he got nixed. I I mean I guess so I can see that, but did you know Nathan Fillion was in the movie? I heard that. Was he the the guy that got Groot up his nose? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. All right. What was your other thing you wanted to say? Um, the other thing I wanted to say was, oh, uh, obviously the after credit scene. What'd you think? Uh, I found out like two hours before I was going to the movie about it. Okay. So I was. I mean, I was super mad. <laughs> like, I don't get mad, but I got mad. <laughs> wow. Somebody post They posted it on a Facebook page that I was just scrolling through my updates, and there, there was a picture of it. What? Like, well, thanks for ruining the movie. <laughs> but there was good and bad. It was cool because it was Howard the Duck. I right. mean, yeah. that's awesome. The other part is I like it when the after-credit scenes build the story or lead into something more intriguing sure and this one was like okay great it's howard the duck i know there's not gonna be a howard the duck movie dude i laughed and laughed and laughed (laughs) i thought it was so funny i like not not what he said or anything just that he was there i got the biggest kick out of it i was like oh that makes so much sense why wouldn't they do that yeah (laughs) it was it was fantastic um what do you think about this? Like, uh, I think we talked about this last episode, how the Marvel movies were building and how they didn't have the rights to Captain America when they first started making Hulk and Iron Man. Did you tell me that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now they built up the Avengers team, but Phase 2, they're moving and they're building the Infinity Gems, right? Yeah, they're the Infinity Gauntlet. So we're seeing three. We've seen three out of the six gems. Yes. Okay. All right. So, what do you think about their new direction? And do you think that? I mean, it's kind of interesting that we didn't see that. Well, I guess we did in phase one with the tesseract, right? The tesseract is one of the gems. Yeah, but I don't know that. I don't think that Marvel set out for it to be a gem. Okay. Okay. That's kind of what I'm asking you. Yeah, I, I mean, they did an interview um, with one of the guys that was on Iron Man 1. Uh, oh, it was, um, what, what's his name that played Ironmonger? Yeah. What, I, his Stone. name is escaping me. Um, he did an interview a couple Jeff weeks ago. Jeff Bridges? He, yes, Jeff Bridges. And he said, right, working on Iron Man 1 was fun because I like the people, but awful because... As we were talking and doing a scene, they were writing the script. <laughs> he said it was just as a as an actor, it was extremely frustrating because nobody knew what they were doing, and we would say multiple different lines because we weren't sure what we were gonna do. Right. And and I I think that's kind of how you know I know that's how Hulk and Iron Man were, and then they started to say maybe we can have a little bit of a cohesive universe between Hulk and Iron Man. Um, but I, but that just wasn't in the cards for, uh, you know, the Cosmic Cube to 
be the Tesseract, to be an Infinity Gem, to be an Infinity Stone. I don't think any of that was was ever thought of beforehand. So what do you think about them going and doing this story arc through Phase 2 and Phase 3, leading up to what I can only assume is going to be Avengers 3 with the Infinity Gauntlet, and then moving past past that? Like, not having it as the overarching theme of the whole whole marvel cinematic universe because they have to keep going but kind of tying phase two and phase three together what do you think well i think it's i think marvel and kevin feige are genius in how they're doing it because they're doing it in a way that i mean all their movies can exist apart from each other i can watch any marvel movie by itself and it's fine and i can watch them all together and see a story so I think that is just genius on their part uh, to basically have a 10-part series so far that can all be watched as one. You know, you can't you can't do that with The Hobbit. You 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 can't do that with other, you know, with um what is uh what is that Chronicles of Narnia? You can't just pick one up and not know what has happened before. Sure. Um. So I think that's cool. I think they're also genius in a way because. They're they're progressing the storyline enough and adding new characters and franchises that when they're in phase five and six, they have or four, you know, they have the opportunity to recast characters like Thor, Captain America or build other franchises and and keep the movies in real time. That would be awesome. I would like that. I mean, they've they've set up so that, you know. Sebastian Stan is has signed. He said he signed on for nine movies, and Marvel does. They typically do three movie deals or nine movie deals, and he got a nine movie deal. So after Chris Evans is done, either they can set it up for Bucky to be Cap, or say, you know what, we've got franchises with Ant Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Hulk. Um, they're still making you know two hundred to three hundred million each. We don't have to have a Captain America movie if we don't want to. We don't right. have to have an overarching story arc through the next 30 movies. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, to, uh, this is, I think that, like, um, I think it, I would, it would be asymmetrical to have, like, uh, the Infinity Gems consume more than half of the marvel movies and and not touch some of the other stuff so i think it'd be okay if it touched on phase two and phase three and kind of tied them together but then moving on from that i think that they would need to move on from that because i kind of look at it like um you know how they're gonna have four spider-man movies sony yeah well, that's good because if they had three Spider-Man movies and they introduced Mary Jane in the third one, people would say, well, that's not really who he loves. She was only in one movie, not and, and Gwen was in the other two, you know, just by the sheer numbers of it. Okay. So I don't think many people are going to think this way, but to me it would feel like uneven or they didn't plan it all that well or it showed their lack of planning if they said hey we stumbled on this uh story arc and uh, we're gonna run with it you know what i mean mm -hmm. so I, I don't know i mean i can see them using it in the short term and but i i feel like if they use it in the long term past 
the excuse me the infinity gauntlet then they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for ideas but i don't think they have to which is the beauty of it right and so that's what i'm that's what i mean they don't have to so don't do it yeah i i I doubt that they will i don't think that they would after after the gauntlets together and stuff you know whether they're destroyed or or what they do right I don't think that I would assume that probably wouldn't be the direction they'd be going. Dude, that guy's got to Kevin Feige. Made, Feige, made, he's probably making a ton of money and loving what he does, huh? Oh, I think he's having a blast. I mean, think about it, like how, being in control and saying, "Okay, well, this is the next movie, and here's how it's going to tie in." Man, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what well, I would love to like intern for him or something. Yep. Like yep. yes, we we will intern for you for free. Not a problem. Let me see what you have posted in your office up until 2028. I may have to cut my own lawn, but I'm willing to do that. <laughs> well, let's not get crazy. I mean, come on. Like, like I'm already down to two-ply toilet paper. So <laughs> uh, that's also a rough spot. <laughs> Literally. I, I don't need to know about your rough spot. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. I mean, you and I could probably talk forever, but forever we have lawns to be mowed and bookshelves to be built (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true all right well uh we are sponsored by discount comic book service dcbservice.com order pre-order all your single issues and trades uh go to dcbs dot or i'm sorry dcbservice.com we are also sponsored by community retail partnership that is crpsavings.com their membership-based program for $39. You get a membership to Community Retail Partnership and save on every item you purchase from Office Depot. It's a great value. And we're also sponsored by Michael Webb Solutions. Michael Webb Solutions. Solutions.com <laughs> is Darren's business, and he has he's great at building websites. So for all of your website or internet needs, contact MichaelWebSolutions.com. <laughs> And you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can visit our website, marvel616politics.com, and might as well go to slash forum press. Join the conversation. You can follow us on Twitter at 616politics. Also, look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Give us a call with a question or, or you know, even if you want us to wish you happy birthday, we can do that. 616-755-TINA. You can look us up on Instagram. Handle is Marvel616Politics. And also our YouTube channel is under Marvel616Politics with no spaces. And I think that's it. Anything else? I think we are wrapping this baby up. This has got to be some kind of record here. We'll find out. (laughs) So until next time, make yours Marvel616Politics. Reminding each and every one of you to pay most close attention to the wonderful and amazing world of Marvel Comics.
you know, we're so lucky to have Jared and Darren here talking on and yakking about all of my wonderful creations. Well, that's about all for now. But enjoy the rest of the show. Face front and Excelsior! <laughs> 